Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. God praise right now. Come on. Everybody in the house, come on. Bless him now. Bless him now. Bless him now. Remain standing and join me in the word today in the book of 1 Kings, once again, 1 Kings chapter number 11, and I want to begin reading at verse number 1, 1 Kings chapter 11 and verse number When you arrive there, would you say amen? amen? 1 Kings chapter number 11 and verse 1. But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Zidonians, and the Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall not go in to them, neither shall they come in unto you. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place for Shemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem. And for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. Likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. And the Lord shall bless the reading of his word. You can be seated. I want to talk today, once again, from the subject, the cost of compromise. The cost of compromise. We opened this message talking when we left off about Solomon, who is the primary character in this story and who had the potential of being the greatest earthly king in Israel's history. He was trained by his father. He was given the resources to be great, and he was given the favor of God. Imagine being in prayer and having God say to you, ask me for whatever you want. And God responding, Solomon responding first 
asking God. And Solomon asked God for wisdom. He asked God for insight. He asked God for instruction. And the Lord said, because you asked, you could have asked me for anything, but you asked me for wisdom. So I'm going to give you almost anything you can desire, but I'm also going to give you wisdom. So Solomon was, without question, one of the wisest men in human history. In fact, the Queen of Sheba traveled all the way from Africa just to meet Solomon and to be exposed to his wisdom and his connection. He wrote, he sang, he was just a gifted, gifted person. But every believer has to know what can compromise you. Every believer. And, and I, maybe y'all are too spiritual to catch this, but everybody can be tripped by something. I wish I was an honest church. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what title you hold. Trust me, there is a weakness in everybody. Everybody doesn't have the same weakness, but everybody has a weakness. And, and, and that's why, honestly, you don't judge other people in church. Because just because you overcame that doesn't mean they've overcome it yet. And, 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 and what they don't have a problem with you are literally up day and night saying, God, give me grace so I don't fall into this. You know, the, the, the Bible is right when it says we ought to just simply pray one for another. Hallelujah. Pray for each other that none of us falls. But everybody has to be mindful of your potential to fall. You know what the Bible says in, in, in 1 Corinthians? It says, let him that think he standeth. Take heed lest he fall. When, when you feel like you're the most on fire, you're the most anointed, and you can run through troops and leap over walls, and you can cast out devil's demons, you can do all of this stuff. When you think that, that's when you need to look around because something is heading your way. In, in, in fact, if I could be very honest, one of the things the church is fighting now is spiritual pride. When you think of yourself to be so much in God that you see yourself immune from trouble, trauma, difficulty, that is when it is most likely that something may happen. And, and Solomon rose to a level of success that challenged him. And I made this point yesterday, last Sunday rather, that compromise can come at any season of life. Now, I know that in our urban legends, we think that only the young people are in danger of falling. But I'm 55, and I'm praying, Lord, don't let me backslide. I have been in this race since I was nine years old. Hadn't been perfect, but I've been in the race. And I would hate to live all of these years and allow anything to pull me back. Oh, hallelujah. That, that, that's why we fast. Come on, somebody. 
That's why we pray. Jesus said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. And, 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 and somebody said, well, what are we watching for? And somebody got deep. We watching the devil. And we watching all of the demons. And we watching all of the things of the world. No, you are watching yourself. Lord, help me keep my eyes on myself. Oh, God, you can put your eyes on another person and they can cause you to die and go to hell. But you better make a decision. I'm going to watch myself because while I'm looking at somebody else, the devil is coming on every side to tempt me and to bring me down. But God, help me to watch myself. Help me to keep my eyes on myself because compromise can come at any season. And Satan sins compromise, hoping to get you to undermine your own destiny. Anybody here know that God has plans for you? Anybody besides me? Know God has plans for you. Know there's something that God's going to do. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you this, that maybe you don't know that not only does God see your destiny, but the enemy sees your destiny. And what better way to stop God's plan than to stop the people he plans to bless? The people he plans to favor, the people that he wants to hold up as an example of what he is able to do. And so what does he do? He, he, he tries to get you to self-destruct. Oh, God. Can I help somebody in here? I need to tell you this because maybe somebody hadn't said it to you, but Satan cannot destroy you. He doesn't have the power, he doesn't have the ability, and he doesn't have the permission to destroy you. Minister Allen preached a couple of Sundays ago about Job, and even before he could even touch the wealth of Job, God had to get, give permission to Satan to touch Job's wealth. To touch Job's body, he had to get permission. And he heard the Lord say distinctly, you can touch his body, but don't take his life. So Satan can't destroy you without God's permission. But what Satan does is he gets too many of us to pull ourselves from under the protection of God. You know, we don't hear this phrase anymore, but years ago in the old church, we talked about staying in the ark of safety. Am, am, am I the only one that remember that? Stay in the ark of safety. In other words, there's destruction everywhere, but to avoid the destruction, you stay in the ark of safety. And that meant staying in the will of God. You know, those lines on the highway are there for a reason. And there's a line on the left, there's a line on the right, and if you want to drive safely, you stay between the lines. And God has established boundaries. Now, I know we live in a society now where people don't think there are any boundaries, that we can do whatever we want to do because we're grown and we're self-determined beings and we have the ability to make choices, and that's what makes holiness so special. Because I could do something else. Somebody be honest with me. Some of y'all have done something else. But when you got tired of sin 
And when you felt the pull of the Holy Ghost, God brought you in and God put you inside these boundaries. And they weren't designed to take the joy out of life. They weren't designed to make you miserable. They're designed to keep you safe. Oh, God. You know, I, I, I was raised by an old-fashioned Pentecostal mother who made me come in at a certain time, who didn't let me go everywhere and go with everybody who wanted to know where I was and what I was doing and where I was doing it. And, and sometimes I felt like I was being kept from something. Anybody want to be real? Your mama kept you from stuff. And I, and I look back at my life when I became an adult and saw the life of some of the people I was with, and I said, you know what? My mother kept me from a lot of stuff. She kept me from gonorrhea. Kept me from syphilis because every, every Thursday night, my mother had Bible class for nobody but me. Now, I had two sisters, but for some reason, I guess she thought they were fine. But she, she always called me into her Bible class on the sofa. And she would lay across the sofa, and I had to sit at her feet. And every, every Thursday, it was, Reggie, if you think you can't keep yourself, go get you a wife. Don't be a Casanova out here. Don't make babies that you don't father. Don't create drama. If you don't love a woman, don't tell her that you love her. Because some men will tell a woman anything to get what they want from that woman and then go on about their business. Don't you be like that. And, and, and I heard that Bible class, and, 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 I, and I told her, I said, Lord, if you let me get out this Bible class, I promise you. <laughs> Because we had it every Thursday night, and it was the same topic every Thursday night. But you know what? I thank God today that my mother loved me enough to talk to me about life. Don't assume your sons and daughters know about life. They might know about sex, but do they know about life? And do they understand the potential of what the enemy can do to destroy your promise? And to destroy your destiny. Compromise is designed to do that. Satan is literally trying to get some of us to hurt ourselves. Because here the Lord has blessed you by living holy. He's blessed you by living a godly life. And Satan sees the blessing of God upon your life. So what better way to destroy that destined life than to get somebody to compromise? And, and you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be about um, who you sleep with, even though Solomon, is, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But, but there, there's some other things that are just as destructive. Some of us don't know how to mind our business. And we run our mouths too much. And we talk about the wrong people. And we talk about everybody. And, there, and, and, and you know what? Cursing, listen to me, cursing is not just profanity. When you speak ill over people, that's a curse. Come on, somebody. When you say that they won't amount to anything, they won't be this, they won't be that, that's a curse. And you have to, and, and the Bible says, how can you love God and curse man that's made in the similitude of God? But Satan will get you to run your mouth. And what you don't know 
is you're talking away your own blessing. See, I want to see everybody blessed. Why, Bishop? Because I want to be blessed. And so I will tell you what it takes for the Lord to bless your life. I will tell you what it takes for God to favor your life. And when the Lord blesses you, I'll celebrate the blessing. Why would you do that? Because sooner or later, God's going to get to my name. Well, Solomon was compromised by his sexual appetites. And in Solomon's defense, this doorway was actually created by David. Now, I understand, I understand that David differed from Solomon in that David never turned his heart from God. But David struggled in relationships. And David set the paradigm that one woman is not enough for me. Because when he became king, he married Saul's daughter. Then he married another woman. And then he married another woman. And then one night when he should have been on the battlefield, he was looking through, uh, over the top of his roof and saw Bathsheba bathing. And he wanted her. And God judged him for his sexual impropriety. And, 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 and what you will discover is that David brought a spirit into his house. See, you got to be careful with the stuff you do that don't nobody know about. Because it brings a spirit into your house. Oh, my God. And, and, and that spirit got in his son, Abdon, and he raped his own half-sister. That spirit got into Absalom, and Absalom turned against him. And that same spirit of excess got into Solomon. Because my daddy didn't just have one woman, so why should I? And there's an old phrase that what we practice in moderation, our children will practice in excess. And, 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 and the best teaching we give our children is not what we say, but what we do. The reason why I believe what my mother told me, what I told y'all about, was because in all of my years, I never had any uncles. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. This your Uncle Ray, this your Uncle Johnny, this your uncle. Never had no uncles. No man stayed under our roof. Nobody, my, my mother was a beautiful young woman when she got saved. And there were men offering to take care of her. But she was taught anything outside of her and Joseph Davis would be adultery. I, okay, okay, y'all don't believe that no more. Don't, okay, y'all don't got real quiet on me. But, but, but in the old church, they told us you had one husband and you had one wife. And if you couldn't be with your husband, you had to ask God for the grace to be by yourself. No, I done lost half of y'all right now. And, and, and to do that as a young woman, raising children, limited resources, but yet I watch my mother get on her knees and pray, not call a man to come and pay her bills, but say, Lord, you got to make a way for me. Because some of this stuff in relationships, if I'm going to be very brutal, it ain't about the sex. It's about the fact that he'll slip you some money. He'll pay a bill. 
He'll let you drive his car, or she'll let you drive her car. She'll wash your little nasty drawers. That, that's really what it's about. And, and, and to get that, you engage in the relationship. You don't even really love the person, but it's for what you can get out of them. And that was Solomon's problem. Solomon was a king. He was a diplomat. And he was trying to make treaties with all the nations around him. And it was common practice among those people that when you made a treaty, there had to be a marriage to seal the treaty. And so Solomon, now he could have married off his single men, he could have married off his cousins, he could have married off his nephews, but Solomon decided he would be the husband. And he started marrying all of these princesses. I've been married 31 years, and I could not imagine myself being connected with more than one woman. Not really connected. Now, you know, there are guys that will hit it and quit it. I'm preaching hard today. And there are girls that will get it and move on. But relationships require more than that. And you have to be told. And, and so, I, I, you know, I, 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 I never thought about cheating on charity because I know she's a praying woman. And first of all, she'd find out. And... And if she didn't find out, the woman would tell it. I told y'all this about two years ago, that if I ever cheat with you, I got to kill you after we done. Because you're going to tell it. Come on, somebody. So if I'm going to commit adultery, I'm going to commit murder too, because you're going to tell it, because they're going to tell it. The one that you sneaking with, oh, I ain't going to tell nobody. You're, you're, you, it's another name in my phone. As sure as I'm standing behind this pulpit, your girlfriend got a girlfriend. And, you know, Monica Lewinsky confided in Linda Tripp. Linda ain't going to tell nobody. But you make these alliances that become dangerous. And with every alliance came a woman. And these were alliances with countries that were not a part of Israel, that had a different faith of Israel, that had a different mindset of Israel. And so he compromised not only his physical and sexual integrity, he, 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 he compromised his spiritual integrity. Because understand that Satan wants more than your body. Satan wants your spirit. He uses your body as a gateway to get something else. He uses your flesh as a gateway into your spirit. He uses your flesh to create connections that are not with God. And so Solomon started marrying these women. He started marrying, and the Bible calls them strange women, and they turned his heart away from Jehovah. Now, I, tell, I say this all the time because I don't try to tell grown people what to do. And so if you've got somebody that you talking to, that you like, if they don't follow you to church, they really don't want all of you. Oh, I'm preaching hard today. You got this brother and he won't follow you to the sanctuary, but he says he loves you. She says she loves you, but she won't follow you to church. Because if you love me, you love all of me. And you can't love me and not love the God that I serve. 
Now, I, I'm just going to be honest. When, when I was looking for a wife, the first thing I looked for was, can I find a godly woman? Ooh, y'all done got so quiet. I wonder, who am I talking to this morning? I went looking for a godly woman. Does she love God? Because, brothers, if she won't submit to God, she will never submit to you. I don't care how fine she is. I don't care how pretty she is. I don't care what you think she can do. If she won't love God, she will never love you the way you need to be loved. Solomon didn't worry about their faith. He just said, come on, baby, let's get married. And they just kept getting married, just kept getting married. How do you end up trail with 700 wives? You ain't got but one, okay. <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out, how do you end up with 700? But he, this man's got 700 wives and has 300 concubines. They just the folk that are just available. And this is Solomon's life. And as Solomon gets old, the Bible says that they start turning his heart. And Israel, 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 that was God's headquarters, suddenly becomes a haven for idolatry. Now, this is how the devil will make a fool out of you. Solomon built God a house. Built him this expensive, beautiful temple. But by the time these women got through with Solomon, he had a temple for Ashtaroth down the street from Jehovah's house. How are you going to serve God and build God a house? But then you build houses for his enemies and for his rivals. He built Ashtaroth a house. Ashtaroth was the moon goddess that was connected with Baal that created the foothold for Jezebel. He let Ashtaroth in. When Ashtaroth got in, Ashtaroth turned his heart and the heart of the people away from Jehovah. Milcom or Moloch means king. He was the god of the Ammonites. And part of their worship, listen to me, was the burning of children. But you build a temple to a god that burns children. Shemash means subduer or destroyer. And he was the fish god of the Moabites. Moloch was the god of Ammon. I need to tell you this, and I need to serve communion, that sexual intimacy is more than just an exchange of bodily fluids. It's an access point to your spirit. And what Satan wants, my brothers, my sisters, is your spirit. He'll use your body to get to your spirit. He'll use your sensuality to get to your spirit. Because his intention is to control your life. And that's why we're told to flee fornication. And we're told that when you sleep with a harlot, you get the spirit of the harlot. Even though, isn't it funny that even though you and that other person are broken up, you still find yourself longing for them. In fact, you know they were no good for you, but you still find yourself longing for them. 
Because they just didn't get in your bed, they got in your head. Come on, somebody. And they just didn't get in your head, they got in your spirits. And, and some people struggle in church. I, I know this is honest talk, and I know it's hard to listen to, but I need you to get this. Some people struggle their entire spiritual life because of something that happened years ago because they never allowed the Lord to free them. And I'm not saying that you can't be forgiven. Yes, you need to be forgiven, and yes, God will forgive, but just don't ask God to forgive you. Ask God to free you. Free me. Take his smell out of my nose. Take her aroma out of my nostrils. Because as much as I'm trying to live for God, I keep getting pulled back into compromise. And Solomon is the life lesson that who you sleep with determines the altar of your worship. I'm going to say that one more time because somebody didn't hear it. Who you sleep with determines the altar of your worship. You need, first of all, a husband or a wife. Let me just say that again. You need a husband or a wife. Please, brothers, do not settle for being a woman's convenience. If you can't be her husband, you don't need to be in her life. I'm going to say that again because y'all looking at me like I'm speaking in French today. If she's not willing to make you her husband, you don't need to be just somebody that comes by to pay her bills and roll around with her for a little while and go on about your business. But we just ain't got no strings. We friends with benefits. No, those are sinners with liabilities. That's what it is. That's what it is. Sister, don't settle for being a man's side chick. Baby, you can only see me on Mondays and Thursdays from 2 to 4. What kind of mess is that? And you adjusting your schedule so you can see him from two to four. That means from five to one, he's with somebody else. And don't you think you deserve better than that? Don't you think you're worth more than that? But, but the enemy will diminuate your own view of yourself that you think you got to take that. And, and I know everybody wants somebody, and you say, Bishop, it's, hard. it's easy for you to preach that because you're going home to Lady Davis, and y'all been together for 31 years and everything else. But there could have been a lot of mistakes before I found Lady Davis. Come on, somebody. You know, my wife was engaged to somebody else the day I saw her. He just didn't know how to mac like me. Come on, somebody. But the day I saw her walk in church with this other man, and, 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 and I'm going to be honest, at that time, I was not interested in Lady Davis. 
but I saw this man walk with her, and the Holy Ghost told me she's not going to marry that man. I told my sister, I said, that boy Charity was with, he, they ain't going to get married. That was Saturday. The next day she gave him back his ring. The words of the prophet won't fall to the ground. Come on, somebody. What am I trying to say? That when God has somebody prepared for you, it doesn't matter who likes them. Y'all ain't want to hear this. Y'all. It doesn't matter who they like. When God has prepared somebody for your life, he'll move hell and high water. That's why instead of being cute, you better learn how to pray. Instead of trying to be fly, you better learn to get on your face and pray because that's where God does his best work. You want somebody in your life, become a praying woman. You want somebody in your life, become a praying man. And don't settle for somebody that just hook a massage and runs around and lives like the devil. You need somebody that's going to really be holy. You need somebody that's going to really be respectful. You need somebody that's going to really love you the way you deserve to be loved. And to quote a phrase that was popular before Tyler Perry, you can do bad all by yourself. But there's a cost. I got to close this. There's a cost to your compromise. Our children are paying for our compromise. Because we lit demons in our house that had no business coming into our house. But when you compromise your behavior, you let a demon into your house that can attack your children. There's a cost to your compromise. And you wonder why your daughter is like this. Why your son acts like that. Somebody had to let the spirit in. Come on, somebody. Y'all saying he done got really... Meddlesome today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here today. I'm here today. There's a cost to compromise. Would you, I want everybody to be honest with me and think about the level of spirituality that you could achieve if you just decided I'm not going to compromise. I know everybody in here has felt the presence of God. I know everybody in here knows how to praise God until the anointing falls on you. But imagine what the intensity of that anointing would be if you didn't compromise between services. Come on, somebody. And I'm, once again, for some of us, it's not sex. It's the negative attitude. It's the disobedient spirit. It's the selfish mindset. But imagine, my brother or sister, what would happen in your life if you came to the Lord completely and totally and say, Lord, here I am. I'm giving up everything in my life that is not like you, and I just want you to work in my life. If it doesn't please you, I'll give it up. 
Ooh, God, anybody said that lately? Lord, if it doesn't please you, I'll give it up. Because I, 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 there's too many, there's too many fronts. We didn't just start wearing masks when COVID broke out. We were wearing masks long before COVID. We had the church mask. We had the club mask. We had the gangster mask. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We had the family mask. We had the lion mask. We had the cheating mask. But God wants you to be what? Open face. Because you know what? The word hypocrite means mask. Y'all didn't know that. In the Greek, the word hypocrite means mask because the actors put on a mask in order to hide their character and to show the character they were betraying. How many believers are wearing masks? Keep that, keep that KN95 on. Keep that, keep that on. Keep that on. But in my spirit, we sincerely hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552 Burlington, N.C. 27215. Or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you, and until next time, shalom, shalom.